Hello, old friends, new friends, and soon-to-be friends. I am Katie, and this is the Compassionate Caregiver Podcast. Today, we are talking about something very important. I know I say that every week, but it is true. Otherwise, what are we even doing here? We are talking about reflective listening. How do you reflectively listen? It's kind of an interesting skill that maybe not a lot of people have. A lot of people feel like their friends or family members maybe are just waiting to talk instead of waiting to listen uh, and really hearing them. So we're going to talk about reflective listening and why it's so important to use with children. So there are four phases, if you will, of reflective listening. Uh, The first thing you want to do is affirm that you are listening. So this is any way that you can show somebody that you are paying attention to them. So nodding your head, saying, "Mm mm-hmm, looking at them, eye contact. This helps them to feel like you are listening, and it allows them to feel like they can truly express their thoughts and feelings to you. The second thing you want to do here is you want to kind of rephrase whatever it is they've said to you to see if you have understood what they're saying. You always want to check back in. So um, any way that you can capture the essence of what they're saying, and that helps the speaker to know that they have been heard. It helps the child to understand that you are listening, you are hearing them, and it also makes sure that you are aware of what the message is. You are correctly interpreting what they are saying and what it means. It also builds connection between you and the speaker. Um, It helps build acceptance and openness and trust and intimacy and all that good stuff that we really want when we are connecting with somebody else. The next thing you want to do is clarify whatever the feeling is that might be unspoken. So if if you can tell what they're saying maybe is not really about what they're talking about, um, I'll give you an example in a minute. Um, You want to talk about that. You want to point your finger to the feeling that they are having because especially as compassionate caregivers, a lot of times we are showing the children the meaning behind what they're expressing because they're little and they might not know. Uh, And this helps them to build a greater awareness. This works for adults too. You know, you have good friends who will say something to you and you're like, oh, I never realized that is what's bothering me before because when you're in it, it's harder to see. And then the last step is to... um, restate sort of what the core feeling was at play and the core thoughts and you know be careful of um don't give advice here this isn't a great place to do that uh it's not a place for you to tell them how to fix their problem that's not reflective listening reflective listening is just listening so uh you shouldn't be offering your one step solve all for their personal relationships in this phase. So again, I'm going to go over those briefly, and then I'm going to give you a little example so we can all start putting this into practice in our daily life. So first, you want to affirm that you're listening. You want to show the person you're listening. Second, you want to repeat back what you've heard to clarify that you have heard what they said correctly and that um, that builds trust and connection. Third, you want to clarify what is implied. You want to um, give voice to the implied things there. The We call that um, the unmet need in early childhood, which I will do an episode on next. And then you want to reflect the core feelings. You want to say back to them what it is that they are really experiencing so they know, they feel understood, right? You're basically bleeding the wound. You're not bleeding the wound. You're um, 
you're letting the pus drain, right? All that infection, you're, you're letting the infection drain out, um, draining the wound. That's the word. That's the phrase I'm looking for. So you're draining the wound um, for this person. You're helping them to do that. So something like this uh, might look like someone who feels very upset that their child is not, or I guess let's do this the other way, a child who's feeling very upset that um, their sister is continually taking their stuff, right? So the issue might be around a single doll. My sister stole my doll and she's really upset, right? So what you might say, you first want to show that you're listening with your mm-hmm, your nonverbal cues that you're listening, eye contact, don't be on your phone, put your phone down, uh, look at the person, listen, say appropriate mm-hmm, shake your head, say yeah. And then you want to repeat back what you heard the child say. You want to say, it sounds like Susie has your doll and you're feeling really upset about that, that she went into your room and you can't find your doll and you think she has it and... Then you say, what is actually going on here? So you could say something like, it sounds like you're feeling like your sister doesn't respect your space. It sounds like you're feeling really bad and sad about that, that you have a need for privacy and you're not really getting it, or you're feeling like your space isn't special to other people, that they're not giving you space for your special things. That's really sad. That make that would make me feel bad too if I had something really special. And then you want to reflect again what the biggest issue at play is or feeling at play is and say something like, "It's a. it sounds like you're having a hard time trusting your sister right now with your stuff um, because she took that and you feel bad about that. You feel like you don't want to let her in your room anymore. So reflecting those back, and guess what? When you do this, something magical happens. Sometimes they don't really need to talk to the person or they're better equipped when they do. They know what is actually happening so they won't have a thrashing, angry, furious response because anger is a secondary emotion and it comes after something that feels worse to feel because you've addressed the underlying feeling. So that child can then turn to their sibling and say, hey, I was really sad when you took my doll. My room is really special. I want it to be a private space for me. If you want to borrow my doll, that's okay. Could you ask me first before going in my room? That helps the child to know exactly what to say when you reflectively listening. All you did was listen and you didn't offer advice, but you helped the child to clarify what the problem was, how they're feeling about it. And that is so powerful. Now, this works too in adult relationships. I highly recommend using it, saying to your partner, like if there's a dish issue with the dishes, like maybe one partner always does the dishes and someone's feeling upset about it. Usually the issue is not the dishes. It's feeling uh, ignored, not ignored, but feeling um, like you aren't as important or feeling like there's a loss of connection or there's a feeling of wanting to be valued when you fear you are not. That's a really a fear thing. Um, so looking for things like that, looking for the, the real feeling underneath will go a really long way in managing both your emotions and helping the people around you learn to manage theirs. Specifically, the beautiful, wonderful, smart, loving, vivacious children in your care 
So let's arm them with the abilities to be able to talk to the people in their lives about what's important. And you can do this just by reflectively listening. So I hope this helps you. And I'm looking forward to talking to you next week about listening for the unmet need. All right. I'll see you real soon. Thank you.